0: Thank you so much for joining us here for another episode of The Essential Podcast. This is Tommy Barco with Barco Financial. I've got Matt with me today. We're going to hit some highlights of some important things going on, bring some perspective for you. But before we jump in, Matt, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, Tommy. This uh, early spring heat is
0: taking its toll on me, you know, getting adjusted still. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, been unusually warm here and... I am not loving it, but hey, seasons come, seasons go, and as a matter of fact, that's a perfect unintended segue for what we're talking about today. So as we all know, as sure as it's summer, sure as it's spring, sure as it's fall, it's not going to stick around, right? It's going to change, and we're experiencing some what feel like new seasons in the market. It's just not summer anymore, right? Volatility's up, the markets are down. And uh, we've been fielding calls and being proactive with blog posts and so on to address some of the noise that's going on. And As you all hopefully know, our process is designed to filter that noise and help you focus on what's essential. But the noise is louder. And we've been saying this for several years now. The reality is it just feels a lot different than it actually is. The news, the headlines, the TV, it's, it's noise. We recommend turning that off. They are not concerned with your financial success or you achieving your financial goals. They are selling clicks, and we won't go into all that a lot. But, Matt, right now the buzzwords are bear market, recession, inflation, interest rates, and I feel like we've been here before. Uh, we definitely
1: have. I think you missed a word, too. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, two words, maybe. The first one would be Ukraine. And War. the yeah. Yep. And the second one would probably be, It's just like you said, things are going to continue to amp up, especially in a midterm year. Yep. Both sides are trying to rile up the base, mm-hmm. get the voters out. So anything I can do to scare or panic you or make you want to vote. Going to be coming to a TV near you. There you go. So, what was
0: the second word I noticed you ended up not going there?
1: Oh, I was going to say election. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just didn't add it.
0: No, that's a good one. And we knew in January, obviously, even last year, that, that this is a midterm election year. And historically, they're always volatile. We didn't know why or how or when. But we really expected some of these things to happen. You know, I thought your second word was going to be gas prices. <laughs> oh no, I didn't
1: even I didn't even mention that. So of course that
0: falls into the inflation category, and we did mention that to be fair. And I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, especially for those that don't know us. I'm not trying to be cavalier here or insensitive to volatility in the markets and fluctuations in portfolios and probably the more real issues, higher rates and people struggling with inflationary costs and the things uh, that we're all buying and spending money on are going up. And this is all new for generations of people, myself included, never seen inflation in this way. We think it's going to stick around, but we don't think that the sky is falling. And that's the big takeaway here, perspective. You know, if you've looked at your statements, and if you haven't, kudos to you. For being focused on the long run. But if you've looked at your statements, you've noticed some substantial moves, or if you've looked at the TV or the market, some substantial moves this year, 2022. But again, if we zoom out and look at, and I don't know when this podcast will air or when you're listening to it, but if you pull up the SP 500, and none of our clients directly own the SP 500, right? We use actively managed, highly diversified portfolios. But going back 12 months, so from where we are now, rewind 12 months, you're down in the S&P somewhere around 5%. It's a little over 5 at the time of this recording. If you look at the last two years, you're still up over 30% in the S&P 500, going back two years to date. So again, just some perspective. It It feels worse than it is. And one very helpful piece of advice that I have recently been providing to some of our clients is if you're checking your statements or the markets every day, but you're investing for the long term, you're using the wrong tool to measure your success. You're not going to care about volatility on a daily basis 20 years from now. And again, we've talked about these things before, but if you're looking at it every day, I mean, what are your expectations? You you know, do you, Are you expecting to be rich tomorrow? So you're checking your statement to see if you've tripled your wealth or, or are you looking at your account regularly to get worked up and to see how bad it is. But you, you lose context when you look at it like that. And I think that's the important part of this piece of the conversation, Matt.
1: Yeah. And I think it goes back to, I believe it's episode 14, season one, maybe season two of, yeah. of the podcast, emotional investing. Right. Um, if you're investing on an emotional basis, it's going to eventually end poorly. You might win today you might win tomorrow right you might win the next three times but eventually yeah, you're just guessing based on a feeling it's like you're walking around the casino you get a feeling oh the machine ding dried, or the machine's got a picture on it um i'm guilt i'm 100% guilty <laughs> of this i see that i see i see that uh, more chili machine every time and i'm like oh this is the one tommy so and you just you just can't do that with your future no it's, is the issue. You can
0: do that with gambling money, but you can't do that with the future. Right. And I think you make a great point. That podcast episode was and recorded in 2018. So this is, you know, that seems like a whole different world ago, right? Pre-pandemic, different president, different market values. I mean, the whole the whole nine yards, right? And we're still talking about those same kinds of things because this is not new. The market cycles bull markets come and go bear markets come and go recessions happen and we could get into details on the frequency and the significance and all that but a recession is not a feeling (laughs) it's not an emotion right it's just it's part of uh, an economic cycle so are we in one will we have one I, i don't know anybody that tells you doesn't know either right will there be one Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> with a high probability of certainty, I can tell you that you will experience a bear market or a recession. Will it happen this year? Will it happen next year? Uh, are we already in one? You know, those questions remain to be seen. But as you and I were talking about prior to hit and record on this podcast, if you have a plan, if your goals haven't changed and you can stick to the plan, then you stick to the plan. If your goals have changed, then you've got to rework the plan but you don't emotionally react to what's going on in the markets and we can give you all kinds of data and history and perspective on that as well so if you don't make movements emotionally or react to or get sucked into this fear then then why do you invest that's the questions that we're going to get into here for the rest of this episode wow tommy 2018 was when that (laughs) podcast
1: came out i Yep. You know, I I didn't think it's been that long, but I guess
0: it's been a minute and a half. It was almost, four, what, four years ago to the day, nearly. Uh-huh. Hard to believe. If you'd like to check it out, those are timeless principles. I highly recommend going back and taking a look. The numbers have changed. The dates have changed. The years have passed. But there's a lot there that still holds true. Well, and one of the lessons from that, Tommy, too, is
1: it comes back from Sir Isaac Newton. So you want to talk the dates have changed. How about... About not the 1800s that hasn't changed, but but the things like that is
0: still in going on. Yep, that's for sure. So we're talking about financial goals, and this is going to be probably the title of the of the episode here. Is you know what are reasons to invest? What are really good goals, financial goals, objectives, reasons to invest to have a financial plan to work with an advisor? All these things that we're we're talking about regularly, but maybe we start with why not to invest. And uh, there's some pretty good reasons to not invest. Uh, going on, you know, fear, concern, risk, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> what I'm talking about are maybe misplaced priorities. And I'll give you a few examples here as we get into this. So recently we were talking with a prospective client. We, we always go through our process and our pillars and all these things are available on prior episodes if you haven't heard us talk about them before. But I had a recent conversation in which, in the discussion about planning, a specific fund was mentioned. And the prospective client actually suggested, hey, uh, you know, this fund is one that I'm interested in. Can you beat it? Or can you, you know, show me something that would beat it? <laughs> and it kind of resisted the chuckle I'll give it to you here on the podcast but yes i could show you a fund that beats that i can show you hundreds or thousands of funds that beat the one that's in question of course with the benefit of hindsight and knowing what we're discussing i could do that but this is not a you know used car salesman here which car's faster which one's more comfortable which one has lower miles like that's not a financial goal Beating the index or beating a fund is not why you invest, and it's not going to lead to financial success. So, product price performance—they're metrics. They're not goals, right? They lead us somewhere. So, if that's not the goal, you know what are some really good goals? I'm going to give you three of them, and these are general, but that's what a goal is, right? It's uh, something long, longer term that you remain focused on and have a plan that you work to achieve the goal. So the first one is the work optional lifestyle. We talk about this a lot, but that is more than just a cool phrase. It is independence, financial independence. It includes some self-determination and accomplishment. It's building wealth, but it's not just to have a lot of money. It's building wealth to put you in a position to live the lifestyle, pursue the goals that you have and have less limitations less restrictions less dependency on a job or on an ability that you possess or that could be a physical ability a mental ability a, ta- a talent work optional lifestyle is an incredible goal to strive to achieve and if you've achieved that already then it's maintaining that because it's not a guarantee that it just because you're there that that it sticks around you can easily sabotage yourself so that's a big one, and Matt, we hear that one all the time. Yeah, it really is, and I think, you know, if
1: if you have a plan or don't have a plan, a great place to start is what we've called the essential planning approach. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've heard about us talk about it before, it was because it was episode eleven. Essentially, there is a framework to find out what are your career goals, what are your financial goals, and what are your personal goals, and you take a small piece of time a couple hours with uh with yourself or your significant other and you determine where am i actually going what do i want to do for some people or I should say for a lot of people it is that work optional lifestyle work because you want to not because you have to so it might be part time job it might be working part time at a philanthropy it, it depends on what you determine that to be and that is really a great place to start
0: absolutely and you can get this it's nothing special, but we made a template with a sample agenda, but you can go to barcodefinancial.com resources. And there's this template for the essential planning approach. Definitely recommend checking it out. So goal one, work optional lifestyle, which is the financial independence. The second, and this is almost always a light switch moment for clients that we work with is leaving a legacy to your heirs. And so when we talk about legacy planning, it's not just the physical assets and how they move around. And like I said, it's kind of this light switch moment when you're like, hey, I've got enough. The lifestyle I want to live is secure. Work is optional. It's now what happens to what I have. It's going to pass to the next generation. It's going to have an impact on your heirs. You want it to be a positive impact. So it's not just how to give this money to them or when do they get it? Although those things are important, it's what does it fund and how does it provide support even beyond them, maybe to grandkids or what charities or missions organizations or causes that are special to you does it support? How do you use time to educate the heirs, provide opportunities for them to learn potential mistakes they'll be faced with? So a big part of that is using the financial assets to support things that are important to you. And that's going to be our point number three. But before we move to that, the legacy and the reason we use that word instead of estate planning is because it is so much more than those physical assets. It's simplifying things, make your intentions and wishes known, and engaging with the people that will be left behind to help them understand where you came from and what your favorite things were and where they've come from and how this money Was obtained and things that you've done with it to uh, benefit them that they maybe don't remember, and so on. So, it's a lot of perspective and a very fulfilling aspect of investing and securing your financial future. And then, the third one I mentioned earlier supporting these calls is a big piece of legacy planning. But hey, you can do that before you're gone, and that's the big thing we want to remember. And that can include. Uh, some of these impacts to family members, right? Giving them capital to start a business or supporting grandchildren, securing their financial future. There's also that philanthropic endeavor, right? A way to use your wealth as a tool to impact the world in a meaningful way. So it could be for arts or for human well-being and welfare or for the environment or any kind of other positive change that you could impact your community in a way that somebody else can't. You work hard for your money. What are your goals? And let's create a plan to achieve those. So you've got to have a plan. Start with the essential planning approach. Get off the performance. Don't worry about the markets. Pay attention or, or tune in for us, for our blog, to get some perspective. But if your plan is aligned with your goals, take a deep breath and enjoy the ride, so to speak. Tommy, I think that
1: last bullet point is really important. It's one thing to leave a legacy. It's also another fulfilling thing to live your legacy as you said Mm -hmm. and i think the biggest takeaway here is unless you're one of the you know one percent or maybe not even the one percent maybe less than the one percent that has vast uh, a vast amount of wealth accumulated you have to have a plan in place to be able to live that legacy you can't just turn on and give all your money away because you might run out of money so having a plan Mm -hmm. is essential to getting to that goal
0: Absolutely. I know we've mentioned the essential planning approach and a couple of previous podcasts. So we have a, a weekly blog that does get into some weeds with the market, but always with perspective. And so if you're uneasy, you can check out the blog. So barcofinancial.com slash blog. Get on our email list. If you're not, we send out an email about it when it comes out, usually on Tuesdays. And uh, that'll give you some perspective and uh, turn off the TV It'll let us help you focus on what really matters. And speaking of what matters, we know your time's important, so we're going to wrap this episode up. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., and advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.,